Welcome to the Lion's Den with Seth, a podcast where progressive men and women can learn and teach each other the ways of the land. The Lion's Den is where royalty comes to counsel. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Seth. Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? What's going on? What's going on? Welcome to another Lion's Den with Seth. Sorry I wasn't here last week, had to take care of some business, but did you miss me? Whatever. Listen, we got it in. It was a great show. And if y'all haven't done so already, if you haven't done so already, make sure you go to the Lions Pride Network on Roku and Amazon Fire TV. I ain't going to tell you too many times because what's going to happen is y'all going to be missing out on a whole lot of information because not everything will be live and televised. We got a lot of, well, it will be televised, but it won't be live like this. We got a a lot of good content on the way, especially with the lioness layer. Their content is getting ready to pop up there too. So it's look, the time is now to get it in. So again, make sure you download Lions Pride Network on Roku and Amazon Fire. Right on, right on. What's going on, Larry? Larry, how you feeling, bro? Hey, hey, what's going on, brother man? Man, nothing much, man. Just rocking this pink shirt like a G. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just trying to get in. How's your weekend? I saw you got the, had the kids jumping on the trampoline. Anybody hurt themselves? Not yet. It's still a work in progress as far as that goes. I got to monitor them, you know, like a, 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 a an intended parent, supposed to. <laughs> but but wasn't you on it too, though? No, nah, I didn't get on it. Yes, you yet. did. Yes, I, you I did. did. Yo. I finished yesterday. <laughs> the storm rolled in. And it was a tornado watch and some craziness. And my wife was yelling at me to get in the house, man. It was, uh, See? Hey, Herm, he was on there, though, wasn't he? What are you on there? You know Larry was You know he was on there. I promise y'all wasn't on Doing QA on that joint. Right. Like, all right, y'all. We got to make sure this is good now. Hey, when I had one back in my mother's house, especially when I was at my biggest, I always loved being I call it trampoline fitness. I was going to start my own DVDs, man. Man, if you don't shut up. It's going to be my version of Tybo, man. Trampoline fitness, man. I was hopping myself into shape. Jesus, Matt, how you feeling, bro? Because look, look, you and this, uh, <laughs> this Tybo, whatever. What, how you doing, bro? How's your How's your weekend? Man, it's good, man. I went up to uh, went up to Indiana for the weekend. Well, I just came back. Okay. Uh, see my see my brother in law for his birthday. He's okay. the one. He's the one who was on the show last week. Yeah. Uh, I had a good time, man. Talked to some great people. Uh, you know, I don't really get out the house much but it was it was cool that's good that's good. Well, good how, how was your weekend sir what this week yeah nobody ever asked you how your stuff was man, man. how man, was your weekend man, slow motion man you know i just keep moving bro i don't even take time to to, to feel it you did what yeah. i'm saying it, it was cool though it was cool man got a chance to uh uh to uh add an, uh, a little addition to the garage but man, uh yeah, 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 man. So that picture ain't last on Facebook long, though. No, man. no, no. We, 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 we gave him a little that. taste and took it back. Just a little bit, bro. Because you know, I, I don't like you know. It's, it's like a new, you know. It's like a new baby. You see, you yeah, don't want to expose yeah. it to the world, right? You know everybody want to go come touch it. That's it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> go to get your own, my brother. You know, and sisters. But no, man. Other than that, man, it was a smooth uh, weekend, man. It was well, look, almost what eighty something. So felt good. Mess yeah. around now is in the fifties. Like it didn't just happen you feel me horrible horrible but anyway look yo everybody that's watching right now please make sure y'all share this all right share this and let us know where y'all at where y'all listening to because we got a dope 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 show make sure you share this but go ahead we we do got a dope show man we got somebody man you know you always want to support those that support you Mm. 
That's one of our biggest mantras in this. I don't, I can't remember a show where I haven't looked in the comments and seen this person always there rocking woods Yo, every, every Sunday. Facts. And not only that, she has her own stuff going on, man. I know this is a busy woman, you know no. what I mean? But she always makes time to, to get out, let us know how we doing. Mm-hmm. And we got nobody. I mean, we have Chief Slade. <laughs> I mean, Chief, how cool is that? You know what I'm saying? You got Chief Slade in the building. What? Yo. What's going on? Hey, listen, check it out. You know you somebody when you get the Queen Slay in the building. You dig? How you feeling, ma'am? How you feeling? I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really good. Um, you know, it's Sunday. Went to church this morning. Got my workout in before I went to church. So let's preface that before. Peloton, right? You on that Peloton? Right. Yeah. I got a Peloton. Got a community of people on the Peloton that keep me motivated. Mm-hmm. So once they keep, they get me to a great place, then I start my day. And today I went to church. It was Palm Sunday. I sing on the praise and worship team. So I got that in. And then, you know, went to the commissary for all those that don't know commissaries like Kroger's yeah. or, you know, you know, one of those grocery stores you go to. Went there, meal prep. You know me. I meal prep every every Sunday and uh, folded clothes. And then now I'm here with y'all. So yeah. it, it's a really good day. No excuses. No. Ladies and gentlemen, check this out. If y'all need any amount of uh, inspiration and motivation and to say, hey, what do I need to do on today? I ask you to check out Chief Slate right on because there's no excuses over there. But go ahead, uh, Larry, knock it up. Hey, Chief Slate, thank you for your uh, coming on to the show and taking time out of your busy schedule because we know how command chiefs, how busy they are. So I, I want to get into this name, Chief Slate, hashtag Slate. What, what's, what's that about? Can you explain it to us? Okay. Oh, buckle up, y'all. Buckle up. Oh, All right. So, you know, uh, <laughs> a few years ago, um, when I was at my previous base, there was an airman who loved Beyonce, just absolutely loved him. He was a black gay man. And he he would, he would always go in, very animated, went to Coachella, came back, told me all about it, doing all these dances and so forth. And one day he said, hey, Chief, I just want you to know that you slaying. <laughs> and I was, you know, the young people, what they say, you know, I don't really be paying too much attention to it. But he said, you know, as much as you like Beyonce, I'm surprised you haven't heard this, you know. And I, and so he went in to tell me about slay meaning, you know, to impress greatly, to be on point, to, to kill it, to dominate it, to nail it. And I don't know what happened, but the light kind of went on and said, hey, that is my word, okay? That's my word. And I'm going to use it, and I'm going to bridge the gap. I'm bridging this gap between the younger generation to my age right now, and I'm going to try my best to encourage, motivate, inspire, you know, all those types of things to the youngest people that I have to lead. And so... I said, okay, so that word's going to be mine. So initially, I started just using it on emails. And, you know, and I listen to Beyonce when she says, I see it, I want I grind till I own it, right? And that's what I've been doing for almost the past 30 years of wow. my, my career. Wow. And so 
that res it really resonated to me. So I used it on my emails initially. When I got selected to be the command chief, I said, I just can't be getting on the stage and be like, okay, people, listen up. We about to go out here and slay. All right? <laughs> we going to kill it, dominate, nail it. I had to attach some meaning to it, some context, so that they know, you know, you got to have some, some substance behind what you said. And so the S stands for stay ready to be ready. The L stands for leading out loud, specifically with transformational leadership. The A stands for a sense of community, a sense of family, and the Y stands for you are built to last. Look at it. Hey, she got bars, don't she? It's a bar. She got bars. I thought it was just a word. I didn't know it was dot. It's dot. Something dot. You know what I mean? I love it. It it is deep in context. Mm -hmm. And so when I start talking about it, you know, I had to break each of these letters down to some of the things that I've experienced of my career to show them and express to them, this is what I mean. And a lot of times I don't go out initially and talk about it until I get to know the crowd and the environment that I'm in. And then I start really pushing this. And I'll tell you, I got, I got people in senior leadership positions saying, go slay it. All right. I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know how you even got to that point, but I'm I'm glad about that. You you supported you supported a sister like me. I really appreciate that. Dope. So, Hold down. So, yeah. so so Chief, so we, we know what Chief Slay is about, and you know, and what you just explained to us what that is. But I'm pretty sure you didn't come into the Air Force this way. Who yeah. who was who was Airman Hemingway and, and how was your journey in the beginning and how <laughs> how did you get here to this point? You know, what was the the turnaround point that made that you know that a lot of us hit that when we start changing our career around. Can you give us a timeline on that? Yeah, so I came in as Airman King. I came in in '91. Um, my parents, you know, they have they were very foundationally set in the things that they wanted us to do. I was very disciplined. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. We did chores on. You know, Saturday, all day, nobody sitting around, resting on laurels or anything like that. So you had to work and be, you had to earn, you know, things. And so, you know, coming from that background, a very solid ground, I came into the military. And, you know, as any of us, when we're young, we're just trying to figure things out. We're trying to create our own path, trying to see what's out there. First first time away from home. Um, And so... You know, the first, and I'll say the first 10 years of my career was specifically on the social skills, okay? I can network like nobody else. That means that I am out and about. If there's an event, you can guarantee I'm there. Um, You know, I had a a pack of friends that we used to clean together. We used to go out 10, 12 deep, um, go out and, you know, just have a good time. We all supported each other, you know, that wingman concept that we kind of talk about. That was really there, but we really didn't know what we were doing. Um, so I had a lot of life lessons to be taught in the first 10 years. You know, so I was, I was just in the military. I, that, to be honest with you, full transparency, I wasn't looking to, you know, like get full for what I was doing. I was a medic, um, and so I was, you know, just slowly learning my job every single step of the way. And, you know, 
for me, I was having, you know, a good experience, you know? So I said, Hey, I'll just reenlist every four years. I'll just reenlist. You know, right. yeah, that's not a bad idea. And and shout out to those out there that don't come in thinking or or believing that they want to be a chief, but holding on to something that they love and that they like. Because like, for example, she just gave me a, a quick flashback of when individuals that were in the Air Force or whatever, they go to Korea, right? Look, if y'all go to Korea, you know there's one or two things going to happen. You either going to have a good time or you're going to come a little bit light. You dig? Like, like, look. like, like no career. Yeah, right. right. You dig? Right. right. So, I mean, yeah. so in order to uh, really collaborate and, and, and have a group of positive influences while you are overseas, especially young, because you're like, okay, you know what? I may not like my job all the way, but I'm enjoying myself. As long as you can continue to enjoy yourself, you can do whatever you want to do in the military. So speaking of that, though, Chief, um, before we started, you talked about some bases um, that you've been at that have been uh, traditionally trash. You see what I'm saying? (laughs) To people that, that know anything about certain bases. But what would you say was your favorite location and why um most favorite uh, is yokota for sure yokota air base is really where my career started to shift and pivot in a different direction so um i was being led by senior leaders that look like me that was kind of the first exposure to you know leadership and what it looked like and how you could do it in a way where you could still stay classy, you can have that grit, grace about you, you know, and, and, and being challenged, you know. So, you know, I, my, my most favorite coveted chief, you know, of all time is retired Chief Master Sergeant Emily Hunt Brown. Um, she, she was no nonsense. And she used to pull me in as a tech sergeant and say, come on in here in this meeting. You're going to sit in here and you're going to listen. All right. And you're going to provide some input. Um, And that's where I kind of saw that, you know, my experience was to another level. I like I upped the game right there. Like she just invited me into her circle and I had to be able to be respectful of her circle. You know, I wasn't going to go out there and disappoint her or, you know, show that I didn't know what I was talking about. You know, I asked her a lot of questions. I really I really wanted to make sure that I was doing what I needed to do. And I was the NCUIC, you know, for folks that are out there, like in charge of a clinic, the family, the family health clinic, anybody been to like uh, a, a, a family care uh, center where all you're doing is got the colds, the, you know, the, the, the leg and back pains and, you know, all the little things and that and I was in charge of all these technicians as a tech sergeant, you know, so it was, it, it started shifting right in that, you know, and that was most by far my most favorite um, base to this day. Okay. All right. Well, no, that's what's up. And you know what? I, you said something that I, I do appreciate that a lot of individuals don't understand, but mentoring and leadership married with representation helps because I'm very uh, a positive that there's a, uh, individuals that could have went in different directions, more positive directions, if they had that mentoring from an individual that 
look like them or that was willing to understand them. But ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a little pause for the calls real quick, okay? And we got Chief Slay up in the building dropping all these dimes, all right? Hopefully you pick them up and get your life together, all right? But look, we'll be right back. As a financial literacy coach and credit repair specialist, Tracy Brown teaches people the importance of personal finance and help them identify and dispute negative items in their credit reports. Her services allow individuals to leverage the Fair Credit Report Act to improve their overall credit score and credit history to position themselves for home ownership, lower interest rates, entrepreneurship, and general wealth. Give Tracy Brown a call at 618-560-3687. One more time, 618-560-3687. Right on. Okay, look, welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. Look, if this your first time on the Lion's Den watching us, we appreciate you. You understand? We appreciate you being on. And make sure you go to the Lion's Pride Network 21, all right, dot com. So that's at the bottom, Lion's Pride 21.com where you can listen to the lion's den the sanity check and soon very soon the lioness lair you okay so it's like picture this the lion's den with more femininity yeah, understanding some uh, what is, what's the other word? Uh, estrogen. Yeah, <laughs> but no, look, look, it's gonna be real dope, it's gonna be real dope, but that's in the future. What we got today is a powerful message from yours truly. Chief Slay. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Hey, what, what's so funny, her? What's so funny? Nah, nah, dog. No, 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 Larry, man. What, what's so funny? No, no, you gonna have me get ignorant up in here, man. Not with Chief Slay on. In the no, no, you already look, bro. Look, she been watching no. this for a while. Yeah, I just she know what it is. Yeah. Y'all just don't know. What you got? What you got? You her. Said, you said. You said. Imagine us with a bunch of femininity and that estrogen. <laughs> I man, I thought you were gonna say imagine us on our period next, man. Oh you, Lord. See, see what no. you, you know what? Yeah, look. I told him not to go there with see, you. You're right. I shouldn't have did that. I know better. I know better. I shouldn't have asked him. You see? You know, I got my mom watching this. See? Oh, see? see? Like, Look what you did. Here? That's what you did, man. Gots to be more careful. But anyway, much, go ahead. Much, much, matter of fact, much respect to the lioness pride. You know what I mean? You know they're going to bring it. I'm ready for our battle, though. That's what I'm talking about. Oh. I, I think it's going to be dope. I think it's going to be super dope. But, hey, but look, uh, Chief, got a question, though, for you. Um, right before we, right before the show, we talked a little bit about uh, representation and mentoring, right? So outside of your uniform, how important is it to be a, uh, a woman, wife, and a supportive uh, mother, right, and continue to hold that uh, that zeal about yourself how important is that for you oh it's it's so important i think it's almost everything you know so you know you look back in the history and i've been doing a lot of soul searching especially over the past year with the pandemic and you know social unrest and injustice and you know you try to understand you know from where you're at you know so i'm a woman okay but I'm a black woman. Um, and, you know, when you have, you know, the incident that occurred, you know, with George Floyd, you know, and his death, you know, well, as a mother, you know, I, I was hurt. It, you know, it, it painfully stricken me um, to a point where I felt like I was kind of stuck. And I had to kind of get out of that space and, and to realize 
that we have a lot of work to do. And so, you know, how can I, as a woman, black woman, you know, a mother, a, you know, a sister, a, you know, an aunt, how can I represent as best as I possibly can to, you know, dispel the myths, the rumors, the disbeliefs, you know, about us and who we are. And so I choose, you know, and I think a lot of things you do is about the choices that you make instead of folding in is to put my crown back on. All right. Straighten it up and stand up tall and say, you know what? I need to get out here and to represent well. Because, you know, others need to see that I can push through that. And change is coming. I'm very hopeful. I'm very hopeful. I see things around the environments and the communities. At least we're talking about it. You know, it's, it's not as if people kind of said, no, we're not. I mean, people are continually talking about we're Well, how many? I didn't want it to look like, oh, three months down the road and we're in a rear view mirror and we're just still like, okay, that put us behind us. No, we need to take it forward. And so as a woman in a leadership position, you know, you know, I'm not at the table. I'm leading the table. Okay. So, you know, we got a lot of people say, oh, I'm going to get to the table. No. Okay. That's great. But when you get to the table, you need to have input. You need to have your voice heard too many times. As, you know, a minority woman, we are told to be quiet, okay? It is not your turn, all right? Um, you need to wait, you know? And so what do you do in that moment? It's, not, it's your turn. It's your turn. You need to level up and get into those spaces. Again, black women, we have a tendency to be in spaces, and we can graciously and seamlessly transition to all types of environments, we just have a way about us to do that because we empathize with those that were underrepresented, you know, uh, mis, you know, mistreated, disrespected. You know, we we understand that, so we can reach all the way down to the lowest level. And I think the more women that you put into leadership positions, the more that you can see how that talent and those gifts were missed for at least a generation. So, you know, that's kind of where I'm sitting right now is, you know, I step out. You know, people may call and say, oh, we don't know, right? Okay, I'm out here, all right? I'm the minority. I'm at a, at a base. I'm the minority. But in my mind, it is a, a mute point. All right. It, it is not even a, a thought that crosses my mind in that into that because I got a job to do. I've got work to do. I've got a platform. All right. What do I do with that platform? And so I respect that and I understand most fully of what I'm supposed to be doing. And that is to lead and, and making sure that humanity in itself recognizes the underrepresented. And I can still continue to do that. Wow. Wow. Nice. Thank you, Chief, for that. Chief, I got a question for you. Uh, when we talk about 30 years of selfless service that you've, you've you know, endured over the past 30 years, right? For not just in the military, but in general, when we talk about a woman of your stature and where you are, for most of you don't understand how this military thing works, you know, E7, or E7, 
E9, she's my son in the Air Force. Better, yeah, Army get it together. That matter <laughs> is, is one of those things that, you know, that's nothing to sneeze at. That's 1% of the total force. So it, you, you didn't get there just because you look good. You know, you got there because you put in the work. Can you talk about the lessons learned that you want to share? Because being at the table is one thing, but having a voice is another. So let's talk about having that voice and not just being happy that you made it to the table. Right. Okay, so this is where I'm going to break down the sleigh because it's all in it. So the stay ready to be ready. Mm -hmm. I I truly believe in that. You know, people miss up on our opportunities because they're just not prepared. They just, they're just doing whatever they do, and they're not really intentionally thinking about it. You have to be deliberate. Anybody who knows me, and I got some people on, on the line that I know who knows this closely about, they know how I work. I have, uh, since I've been here, I have about 20 notebooks. I'm always writing something down, okay? It could be the thought that popped in my head of an ID, idea or a creative way to get after something, solving problems. I write it down. Like, I'm trying to solve the world, all right? I'm a world dominant here. I'm just writing it all out. And when it's my turn to speak up and they ask me, hey, what's going on? I got it there. I got it there, okay? And so I'm like, okay, I'm ready to that. All right, so when we talk about, you know, your image, right? What do you, what are you trying to exude? What image are you trying to relate to? So I talk to a lot of people about, you know, prepping yourself and staying ready um, when you get up first thing in the morning. Again, I exercise, which I think is great for mentally and physically. All right. You have to be able to exert some energy and put it into something and really take some time out for you. If you can't do that, then you're not going to be ready for anything else past that. All right. So that's my way is to get in there and, you know, I have a gym. I'm pointing to the back room here that I have, but I get up and I do that. Um, so that way I can be prepped as best as possible. But you know what? I make sure my hair is good. I make sure I got my makeup on, if, you know, a little bit of makeup that we can wear or what I want to portray. I make sure my uniform is, you know, right. Make sure my boots, you know, you got to have all of that intact. You come as an overall package. All right. People always say, well, I can't, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure why they're not looking for me. Well, let, let's talk about it. All right. What, what are you, what message, where are you trying to exude? that energy too. So I, I got pulled up one time um, from a fellow chief. This is back in the day. Like you need to fix these nails, you know, so nails, long nails, you know, I was the whole person that, you know, trying to do crazy things with my hair all the time. Can't put my hat on. I mean that all that stuff had to go away. All right. Because you just, you've got to be there and then you got to be knowledgeable. Okay. You've got to be reading you got to be learning, maybe unlearning to learn again. You've got to um, listen in, volunteer to be in a different space. You know, that's how you stay ready. Um, and, and I had to learn that, you know, things just don't come easy. They just don't go plop it on your lap. You got to work hard for it. You know, leadership, you know, what do you know about leadership? Are, are you actually leading people? So, you know, this, this is one thing that I want to share with all y'all. Um, so I had somebody a few months back say, you know, all the, all the people are coming to your office and trying to get, you know, mentorship and all this other stuff. What's really going on? And I had to flip it. What's going on with you? Why are they not coming to your crib? Why are they not talking to you? Now, they drove in their car. Mm -hmm. 
all the way across the base and landed up in front of my office. Who, who does that? All right. People who do that, either they lost the trust and faith and confidence in what you're trying to do over there. All right. And they want somebody who's going to listen and perhaps fix a problem. So, you know, that's kind of how I see that. But I had to learn so many things, you know, 30 years of learning, growing, stacking, building, you know, uh, trying my best to not get perfect because I'm not a perfect person, but trying my best to get to what I needed to achieve, having those goals mapped out, making sure that I'm creating the steps to the goals, not just putting stuff out on a piece of paper. I had steps to the goals. And then when I was able to achieve them, make new goals. All right. You don't just sit there and go, mm. I don't know, I'm done kind of thing. Um, th that doesn't get you nowhere. So I really had to depend on a lot of different lessons, you know, in along the way. But I didn't forget about them. Mm. You know, I had to go back to them a lot and say, you know, what was what in that did I not learn? What did I learn? And then I need to use what is not relevant anymore, and I just need to just get away from that, right? So you have to spend some time um, in that. Right. And I don't think a lot of people, you know, who are seeking these positions do that enough. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what? I'm glad that you said that because I really do believe that individuals go so hard into getting into the position, but they understand the purpose of that position and not just in the military, but even outside of the military. Right. So they want the accolades, but they don't want to put in that work to sustain it and to fully um, uh, commit. Right. And, and do the things that it takes to grow future leaders. Right. Because you have individuals that want to be in that position and just want to be the best. Don't get me wrong. It's good to be the best. But you also should be thinking about individuals that can take your place. OK, that's key. But we're going to touch on that a little bit later, ladies and gentlemen. But if you are just tuning in, this is the lion's den. Right. The best place in this space to be. Yeah, I understand. But look, we're going to be right back and take a pause for the calls for our sponsors. All right. So y'all stay tuned. Monique Slater is a top negotiating award-winning real estate agent in San Antonio, Texas. Her focus is on educating and empowering individuals on building general wealth through home ownership while providing exponential service with integrity and excellence. Although her heart is for serving first-time homeowners and the military community, her clientele ranges from $100,000 to $2.5 million. Monique has developed an awesome team that can get anyone into a home and has sold homes in less than six hours. After servicing the Air Force for over 28 years, retired Chief Slater has a massive network so she can connect you with an awesome agent anywhere in the U.S. And if you're in San Antonio or relocating there, give Monique a call first to help you find your dream home. Give Monique a call at 210-237-7268. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Seth with the Lion's Den. Are you or someone you know looking for a tool to help them be more accountable? Check out the Black Collar Mindset, the art of strategic thinking. It's a manual to help maneuver through life strategically by holding yourself accountable every step of the way. Go to theblackcollarmindset.com to grab your copy today. Again, the website is theblackcollarmindset.com. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. Let's get it together. 
One thing we can cherish during these times is family dinners. Think about it. The nice, succulent, southern fried chicken, baked beans cooked to perfection, creamy macaroni and cheese, cornbread. You get the point. Come check out Kevlar's Grill, where all the meals are cooked with perfection, professionalism, and love. Located outside the Scott Air Force Base back gate inside the VFW is where you can find them. Also, they have military discount for all of our serving members. Give them a call. Their number is 618-416-5700. And that's inside Scott VFW Post 4183. And they also have Grubhub. Call them now and tell them that the Lions Den sent you. All right, all right. What's going on, everybody? What's going on? What's going on? Welcome back to the Lions Den with Seth. If you didn't know, we got the infamous Chief Slay in the building. Right, right, right. Yo, and shout out to Dominique, right? Your husband watching too, Slay. Hey, I guess that Slay is going all through the house, right? Oh, that's what it is. So, but thank you, ma'am. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being on. What you got, Herm? Chief. So one thing I wanted to bring up throughout my military career, um, some of the best leaders that I ever encountered were always uh, black women. I always felt like they had it right when it came to the nurturing and also the strength. You know, they knew they knew when to pat me on pat, pat me on the back, and they also knew when to whoop my ass if I needed it. You know what I'm saying? So, but what I also noticed as I grew up in the military, it seems like black women also had it the hardest. Uh, their tone could be taken the wrong way. The same thing that I hear a black woman say, if some, if a man, no matter what color it is, say right behind her, they seem to accept it more than from a black woman. Uh, have you seen that in your career? Am I, am I off base? And if you have, how did you deal with that? And how would you mentor other young black women that are coming up to deal with that? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Whew. So it, it is true. Yeah, that was a lot, aspects. wasn't it? That was yeah, a lot. Yeah, it's, it's true in some aspects. So uh, um, I really didn't see that until I became a senior NCO. So like probably a little bit further in my career. Um, I was probably like 18 years in. Um, I'd be at the table. We're talking about things. And it, my, my opinions and, and, and the ideas weren't really getting thought through and talked through like it was, you know, for others. I, I wasn't really a, 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 a connected to what was going on. I think I was more so involved in what I was doing in my job that I just didn't pay it too much attention um, until um, a few years later, um, I was, you know, uh, approached by uh, another person's and they said, you know, they they didn't take your idea. They took so-and-so's idea, and they keep doing that. And I'm like, what? And, you know, so I had, I, I just did like a little trial of you testing, as you will. I just kind of sat back and said something and kind of listened. And then, you know, a couple of days later, it was true as if it was their own idea. And I said, okay, all right, here we go. All right. So I'm very strategic. All right. I know how to play the games. Okay. So, um, I, I build allies. Okay. And I, I build true allies, people who 
I know when we go into a meeting, um, we are all going to have to vote on something or we are all going to have to agree with something. So I will have a pre-meeting sometimes. I have a pre-meeting and we talk about what the idea is. So once I say it, I need y'all to chime in and say it too. All right. And then, you know, we're going to collectively agree because, you know, more than likely they cannot, you know, have all these people wanting this idea. And then and then it's a shutdown. So um, that's kind of how I use that. Now, when we come to the it's too loud, too aggressive, um, I've had to learn when and where and how to use it. Right. <laughs> oh. I don't be going out there and just, just nah, you know, and just giving people, you know, the business, you know. And I feel like I've learned how to do that over time. You know, when the situation arrives for me to be the tiger, because I talk about animals in the jungle all the time, because I had to live in the jungle for some time as a medic. That's a that's a whole different story, but. Um, I refer to things as, as animals now. So the tigers, you know, I, when I was a first sergeant, I was a tiger. Okay, I'm, I'm, I am biting everything. Okay, and and if something is not looking right, I attack it. All right, and I just make sure it gets fixed. All right, I'm, I'm now the lion. Okay, I kind of sit around, I kind of watch things how they go, and then I adjust as needed. So when I do have to elevate people know that it's something that I am really affected by they they already know so you got to choose your emotions wisely all right we know we got it in us we got the strength we got the temperaments we've got you know we can love on you we can you know tell you hey you're doing a great job and at the same time tell you like but you messing this up and you got to fix it right so but we need to Knowledge that our emotions can go from zero to 60, you know, and you got to like cage it, you know, figure it out the ways to adjust to your environment. Because people, not all people are going to be feeling you. All right. So, so I, me and my, my boss, we have a, an amazing relationship. Amazing. All right. And I cannot ask for a better person's right now to be in my winged man shit. I mean, we are like locked in step. He know when I close that door, he gonna see a whole different person, especially if I'm passionate about it. He's like, oh, okay, what's going on? Because he knows. But I'm not gonna do that when we have the meeting that we gotta go into. All right? That's not how you do it. So you use your emotions and use it to your advantage when you need to for the different scenarios that you're faced with. Uh, you know what? I am so glad, so glad you said that because um, there's individuals that are coming up either in the military or not. It's they need that validation from in, individuals to let to well, they need the organization to know that it was their idea for them to feel some type of validation, if that makes sense, right? However, is that always the case? It's like, do you, what's more important, the fact that they know that you came up with it or the fact that the idea is being implemented, right? So you have to know how to, like the, like she said down here, is to balance and, and boundaries, have to know the difference, but understand what the end goal is. So I think that's extremely important what you said. Extremely Absolutely. important. Absolutely. 
And you know, one thing that I have with me that I think is very um, useful, it's a tool that I've been using, all right? And I don't know if you guys can see that with the glare, but it's a little black book of success, the laws of leadership for black women, okay? And it specifically talks about situations and how you are to walk into them and kind of knowing what you're dealing with um, and, you know, who we are um, and trying to, you know, not get get in our own way about how we should think that things should go. And, you know, we have a tendency to use some of our cultural uh, senses. You know, we have a tendency. You I, like, know? I like how you said that. So, I like how you said that our cultural... I like. <laughs> don't, don't make me go upside your head. But you know what you said, no her, but no, for, no real talk. There's times when I got to go back to Detroit to get my point across. You did? Because it, it's like sometimes they want to test you a little bit. Yeah. You did? But I, it's Thank not you. always necessary. Yeah. And I, and I, I'm not inhuman. I have had some some um, moments in my career and in my life that I'm not proud of, all right? And I wish that I didn't react and respond in that way. But I learned from that. Like, I saw the responses in the room. I I felt people in their energy, and I was like, whoa, I cannot do that again. Mm-hmm. Or I just need to adjust and maybe see who is here and who can who, who, who understands me um, when I do that. So I flip tables all day, but they're in my head, okay? Like, because that's what sometimes I feel like doing when when people come to you and try to give you, you know, some sort of, you know, they want you to think in a different way, and you've been trying to push forward, and they just want to push you on back, all right? So I'm just like, okay, here's a table, all right? It didn't really flip over, but in my head it did. Right. Um, right. And I move on. Uh oh. All right, my bad. See, I attend. I had the privilege of attending a um, a Women's History Month luncheon virtually the other day, and uh, one of the questions I presented to the chief that was talking there is, you know, it was a diversity and inclusion question, but it also bordered politics. And we don't talk a lot about politics on here, but I'm going to kind of touch on that, and you'll you'll see how this question forms. I asked because. In social media, there's there's this, I don't know, this uh, these things out that people are saying that like Chief Master of the Air Force Bass and the two generals that were nominated for, to lead combat and commands, are it's a political play. It had nothing to do with their accolades or how they got to be where they are. What is your thoughts and comments when you hear stuff like that that kind of like demeans what women have done to get in these positions? Well, then they don't fully understand. Um, they're probably missing. Um, maybe they should present their record and their histories of how they got there. All right, because I can tell you, it's not easy. The road is not easy. I personally know um, our chief master sergeant of the Air Force, and I can tell you, she is a bad mama jamma. All right, <laughs> and whatever she is doing and has been doing is very consistent and being very persistent in her messaging. And so, when you discount, you know, the efforts and energy and the time and the sacrifice that you put in it because you know they're not the gender you are looking for, um, then you know it's you, it's not, it's not anybody else, it's you. 
And so what are your internalized, you know, uh, feelings or insights? You know, what are you doing about that to shift that? Because it ain't going to change, all right? We, we are now, we set a precedence, all right? Mm-hmm. So now we've, we have a woman who can serve in that capacity, all right, and has, has done exceptionally well and is doing exceptionally well, all right? Don't get mad. Okay, don't get mad. Right? <laughs> this yeah, is, you know, yeah. the gender equality thing. We talk about equity, you know, because we talk about diversity and inclusion, but we also need to talk about equity. All right. Equity is when you can have the same opportunities as someone else, you know, and perhaps it was your gender, disability, your, you know, religious background, you name it. Right. And I don't know, and you know, where people kind of see um, that that's the direction we're, we're going in that direction. You know, our chief staff of the Air Force, amazing. Mm-hmm. All right, four-star general. Do you know how much it takes just to be a four-star general, a black four-star general? Okay, so I know there are a lot of people who, you know, don't are really ready to pounce on it and be like, you know what, that's not, but we need to have to, you know, we, we have a lot of work to do when you have those perceptions in people's heads that, you know, they're not good enough, that they don't, they don't come with a record that, you know, they're just picked and, and no. All right. And, and they're proven that you can pick from the whole barrel. You don't have to pick just what the majority, you can pick from the barrel. All right. Everybody's got you know, something they can give back to. And it don't have to be the traditional sense. I think we get stuck into that too. You know, it's traditional, you know, the, the, these these places need to be filled by certain people, whatnot. Mm-hmm. No, let's take a risk. Let's stop being so risk adverse, all right? And let's, let's put people in that and then we invest in them, all right? We invest and give them the tools and the resources that they need. So they can be successful. It's not for the greater of one. It's for the greater of the good of the mass. All right. So um, we're, we're in a shifting moment right now. It's it is definitely you know pivoting into something that's going to be very hopeful in the future. And that's how I'm looking at it. You know, when I hear stuff like that, it's like it's amazing that that's the first thing they might go to. Is like, so you mean to tell me throughout the history of the Air Force? This is the first time a woman's ever been qualified to be chief master on the Air Force. What you should be asking is, like, why we been haven't had one? You know what I'm saying? Not that, oh, this one is the political play. The political play been happening. You know what I'm saying? It's, this is not the political play. The political play was to keep women out of that position to begin with. You know what I'm saying? And, and Chief Bassman has been doing an exceptional job in that position. But she does, bringing up Chief Bass, it does lead me to this question um about the accessibility of people in those higher positions uh like yourself for example um back when i first came in i know even when you first came in chief e8s and e9s really wasn't that accessible to us you know what i'm saying to 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 the to the common folk or whatnot the lower the lower enlisted but now it's like you know you could reach out to them and you just reach out touch them through social media how do you feel about that? Do you feel like that's a good thing? And do you see that the, that it might take away um, influence of their own chain of command when that happens? Like, what's your opinions on that? 
I, you know, I think from what my experiences have been that it's a good thing. Um, so when I, okay, like we all came in about the same time, you know, or in those early 90 years, you know, people were walking around with coffee cups and papers, you know, E8s and E9s. I would run away. I would go into a bathroom, to another hallway, because I didn't want to see any troubles, right? Because I, I thought that's what they were associated with. Um, as I grew and matured, um, I kind of saw the shifting happening again, all right? It is, it has came to light. I think it's more clearer now when you have access to, you know, the because there's layers of bureaucracy, all right? People have to get the red tape, and, and, and they have to ask Mother May I all the time to get a point or a uh, initiative started because somebody has said no down at the lower levels, all right? And so now when I, you can now easily walk into senior leaders and say, you know what, I have been trying to do this. Here's what I've been doing. Here's the way for, you know, we can, all I got to do is make a couple of phone calls. That's all I'm doing, all right? Now, as far as the chain of command, you know, we do want the persons to go through that. But at the same time, if that chain of command is not uh, fully efficient or being utilized appropriately, they need a ways or means to go and speak to other folks that are interested. And that's how we step out. It's like, if you don't have nobody else to share or get your point, come see us. Come see us. All right. I think the social media platforms, you know, if you use them right, all right, and positive impact and positive influence, then it's a good thing. You going out there putting negative stuff out there and stuff that's not true just to get a rise out of the, you know, the the, the mass, you know, because you want popularity, you want them likes to show up, then you're not using it for, for the good, all mm-hmm. right? So... Um, you have to be mindful of what you're what you're doing and what your intent is, all right? Because that's what people are really looking for. For at the end of the day, they want to know, you know. That's right. And I answered a lot of times to social media when people ask me questions. Ask nobody coming up. All right, hey, this is Chief Hemingway. What y'all got? And they, you know, and they they want to share with me. And I'm 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 so grateful that I have have that. Um, where people are very, they feel comfortable, but they respect. They know the line. People just not going to roll up on me and just be, you know, talking any types of way. That's just not going to happen. But, you know, it's, it's, I think it's, and it's just like the, you know, corporate America, all right? Corporate America, they hire people to be on the team, and they don't be worried about necessarily the ranks or the, you know, the levels or anything like that. Because it's all about the bottom line, right? It's all about the money. So they want a team of folks that have, you know, very expressive in an open forum. How can we get our business going and, and growing? And, you know, so there's no, they try to eliminate all that. We, we have this structure. And, and rightfully, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a military institution. It's an institutional thing. But there, there, there are certain times where that, needs not to be honored you need you need to get it up so good point good point and so you know what thank you thank you for that thank you for that because i do believe individuals 
misconstrue the whole intent for that structure, you see. Mm -hmm. But outside of that, just take a little minute and um, tell us about the future of you slaying. Like, what does that look like without all, you know, because I really do believe, I'm a firm believer that when you are serving in the military nor, or whatever you're doing, right? If you're leading and you're mentoring and inspiring, when a uniform drop, your mentoring shouldn't stop, right? Your, you, you giving life to individuals uh, and, and igniting their minds should not stop. Some people feel like that's all they got when they have their uniform off, but mm -hmm. that's not the case. But Don't if you can take your EPR, say what now? Uh, Don't send me your EPR no yeah. more. I'm done with that. Bruh, Come I on. wouldn't even know what it looked like, you <laughs> like, know? And hey, look, can you look at my EPR? Hell no. no. Hey, you know, hey, but hey, Herm, you know the funny part is? Watch this. I don't care. You did. <laughs> I, I hope you get promoted. Good luck. Oh, you know, oh. good, good luck. But anyway, uh, but yeah, Chief, no. let us know. No. What, what's, what's the future for you? Okay. Well, so for the audience, um, just to give you a little bit of background, my husband did 30 years of service as well, and he retired last year. And so, yeah. Amazing. Um, and, and so I'm seeing his transition, and he's very comfortable. I mean, he's just, like, chilling out. Um, for me, you know, I said, hey, I want to continue on with this. I want to make sure that I'm leaving a legacy, okay, for, for generations to come. So I've got to, I've got to build something. So I have building um, my hashtag slay to success business which is going to be centered around mentoring, coaching, um, leading women who are seeking leadership opportunities. And so, you know, I'm, I'm in the infancy stages of that right now, um, but that's what I want to do. Like in my gut and in my heart, I feel like there is a lot of work to be done, but we have to prepare our folks, you know, right? We got to give them some, you know, some examples. All right. I, I got, I've got plenty to share. Um, and I'm so willing to be that community activist, that community leader that people look to and say, you know what, I've, I've got a reputation, you know, I've got some credibility. Um, I built that. It took a lot of hard work, but I want to share that with you. I want, I want us to come together and collaborate with one another. All right. How can we do better as society? Because when I kind of look really deeper and closer into where we're at from a black community, you know, I see the disparities, okay? We've got, you know, socioeconomic disparities. We've got, you know, uh, the uh, medical disparities. We've got, you know, from the pandemic, you know, how can we stop this pipeline from schools to prisons, all right? You know, how can we collectively as a group look at um, the way that we are educating our, our, our community? All right. And it is up to leaders like myself. You know, when the pandemic hit, no kidding. I, I got so, I, even though I was struggling with my emotions, I could not be most proud as a black woman at that time. Did you see those mayors stepping out, y'all? I mean, the female mayors, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, you know, Atlanta's, you know, Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, mega props, okay? She's out there trying to hold it down. And so when I saw 
you know, that Stacey Abrams and I saw, you know, uh, you know, our vice president, Kamala Harris, you know, to me, I got to do my part. I got to do my part. And that's what I feel in me is I was in this service for a reason. I have been doing what I needed to do to prepare for my next journey. So, you know, people are all constantly asking me, when are you going to work? Where are you going? What are you doing after retirement? And, um, and, and in me, I feel like I'm being directed into another line of work where I'm now speaking for another group of masses. All right. I was speaking on this, this, this platform. I've got another platform that I need to be prepared for. And so that's how I'm looking into that. We, we bought a home in a place where it's very influential. It was for a reason, right? Um, not to get so, you know, candid and transparent, but I can, you know, our son, he is a miracle. Okay. And when I say a miracle, me and my husband weren't supposed to have him. And when we had him, I gave him a strong name. All right. So because he needs to know that he's worthy of, all right. So his name is Andrew James Hemingway. And so I wanted to increase, you know, our, our positioning. So I'm like, okay, from those little, just little things, they make a difference. They make a huge difference. So when we're moving into this area, six bedroom house, right? Three car garage, it's the American dream, right? And so we, that's right. And so guess what? It's up to us to secure our position in that and to show people that guess what? You can have it too. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. have it too. Absolutely. Stop Absolutely. staying in these, these bubbles over here where you're very stagnant and there's nothing being done. Like you're, you're saying your life is done. You know, this is as good and as best as it gets. Mm-hmm. Right? Nah, not for us. That's right. right? We, we know. We know exactly where we came from and we know where we going. That's the point. So, you know, it's, it's, it's incredulous when you think about it and it's surreal to think about it, but um, we're doing our part. That's right. Yo, congratulations. Congratulations. Yes, yes, yes. No, that's huge. That is huge. Hey, Larry, what you got, brother? Last word. I just want to say, I appreciate the time, the knowledge, the feelings that you dropped on us today. It's my first time meeting you. Honestly, it's my first time even hearing of you, but I'm so glad I was introduced to you, and uh, I just wish you the best of luck going forward as you transition over but i also encourage you to continue to fight the cause and continue to encourage our youth because our youth no matter how we feel about them is our future so thank you for your time man appreciate you very true very true go ahead uh herm what you got brother hey chief first first and foremost i want to thank you for coming on to the show again it, it can't i can't express enough how much your support of us means to us um, so, you know, it's it just an honor to be able to support you in the same way. I'm very excited to hear about, you, you know, your second act as far as, you know, the nonprofit stuff you was talking about, you doing your part as far as uh, black women. And I'm going to be on the lookout for that and keeping my eye out for that because, you know, as you get that going and going along, if we can help, you know, speaking boldly for my team, that's what we're about you know we, we we like to promote things like that put things like that in the forefront because 
without that, you know, we stay in the same spot. When we start thinking about, okay, how can I progress? I got to this point. How can I get somebody else further? That's what it's all about. So, hey, much props to you. Thank you for everything you've done, and thank you for everything you're about to do. Yes, yes. And Chief, what you got, ma'am? What last little little, little bit you got for the for the den? What you got? All right. You see it. You want it. You grind till you own it. Mm-hmm. All right. You manifest. Dream about it. Take the words into action and, and, and do the work that you want. You're going to get it. You may not get it right when you want it to be, but it'll come in the right season. All right? So, you know, we have all of what we need to make this world a better place. All right? Gifts, talents, we can make a difference. It just takes each of us to do our part. You know, my part is the hashtag slay. All right. My community has been so great to me. You know, I've got two, you know, front cover magazines and full of all the details of my life um, and all the podcasts and the TV shows that are coming my way. And what I'm doing is trying to elevate us. All right. In certain ways. So that way we can protect what we have. All right. So be kind, be nurturing. Be, be there. Be there for one another, all right? And all you need to do is keep on slaying until you can't slay no more. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what it is. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all give it up one more time for Chief Slay, y'all. Yes, yes, yes. Listen, thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time out on your Sunday to join us. And we will be on the lookout for your future endeavors. And like Herm said, I appreciate that, too. Um, You know, if you do need some help, if you do need some assistance or whatever, because um, we're always ready to get it in. Right. And and it it, it takes this type of uh, connectivity and communal access to move forward. Right. Because we didn't get where we are alone. And now that we're on the other side of the fence, we got a little bit more flex room to do what we right. want to do. Right. So we don't got to worry about too many uh, uh, 3629.03s now. You did? <laughs> no many AF, uh, AFIs and UCMJs. Right. Now right, we, we right. can, hey, watch this. We can turn up for real, you know, that's and right. make and make some things happen. But congratulations to you and everybody that's watching now. Make sure that you share this, share this while you can, because it will not last long. But you will be able to see this on the Lions Pride Network on Roku and Amazon Fire. We love y'all. We love y'all. We're gonna see y'all again next week. Right on, right on. Y'all take it easy. One. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Make sure to listen to the show on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, and Radio Public, where you can subscribe or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you like or dislike this episode, we'd appreciate your feedback on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Lionscast. Check out the book, The Black Collar Mindset, the Art of Strategic Thinking on Amazon or www.theblackcollarmindset.com A manual to maneuver through life strategically by holding yourself accountable. Tune in next week 
for another episode of The Lion's Den with Seth. <laughs>